Welcome to the first podcast by Yes, I'm a Designer. I'm Martin Perhiniak, graphic designer and instructor. We are teaching creative tools and techniques and provide inspiration to anyone interested in graphic design and illustration. I want to discuss what it is like to be a student at university and how it could compare to a self-paced online learning experience. Today I will be joined by design graduate and our digital media manager, Emily Melling, as well as George Tonks and Toby Fox, two third-year illustration students from Arts University Bournemouth. We have also recorded video interviews with George and Toby, where I chat to them about their work, style and creative paths. So check out our YouTube channel if you want to see their amazing illustrations and know more about their process. But now it's time to dive straight in. One of the things that uh, I want to talk about today is uh, how does it feel being a creative uh, university student? I'm from Hungary and I studied uh, industrial product design. So I, I've actually, that was a five-year course, so it was quite long. But it was very heavy on engineering, so it wasn't just art. It was a, I've done a lot of drawing, but we had to also do a lot of additional stuff, like even marketing, how to sell a product, and generally how innovation works. So I was always interested in hearing about like graphic design and specifically illustration courses. Mainly what I'm interested in is maybe first you can just tell us, each of you, what courses you are in, and you're both just about to finish your courses. So you've done all three yeah. years. Uh, so you can have a really good overview of how these three years felt like and uh, your general experience studying. So maybe let's just start with you, George. I've really enjoyed the past three years. It's fantastic like to be part of a community which shares your same interests and everything like that and coming to uni every single day and talking to people and just being in the atmosphere anyway. I found it so beneficial to talk about and express your work and maybe have a discussion with all your friends and stuff about where it could pinpoint and taking the other directions and stuff. Like it's also have like, you know, mini critiques and stuff whenever you sit down and have lunch with your mates or whatever. Like I wouldn't say you can only find that at university. Like if you want to obviously further down the line, if you will and work for a studio, no doubt that will be there. But I'd say for anyone wanting to branch out and do something creative, like university is like a fantastic opportunity for people to take. Mm. Yeah. Did you um did you find yourself doing or did your tutors ask you to do a lot of like collaborative group work or did you find that you were doing more like solo projects um on your illustration course? They told us it was there, um, but obviously they it was up to us at the end of the day if we wanted to collaborate with other peers. Like obviously the at AUB it was it's quite a close knit university anyway, so you pretty much see the same characters every single day and everyone's so easily approachable everyone's so friendly but like if the means to be collaborative were if you wanted to be then it's very easy to do so like there's various chat rooms and things like that where people want to if they need models if they need makeup artists stuff like that you see it all advertised on social media anyway so it's not too difficult but like because i found myself collaborating on my last project and that was a really enjoyable process for me to have another person spin on your work sure. slightly so that it's just having working as a team to try and keep create something and have one goal is something quite fun and mm -hmm. it makes change if you've just been working solo for for so long mm -hmm. yeah cool 
Did you also uh, collaborate with others, Toby? Yeah, um, I had people approach me mainly through Instagram, but they, you know, it, it said on my Instagram that I was an AB student, and they would say, "Can you do photo retouching, or can you work with me?" And it was a lot of photographers, and I did a bit of retouching and stuff, but it's not really where my interests lie. Um, but one photographer contacted me and asked if I could paint sort of sci-fi elements on top of his photographs and I did that in my second year but it was his final year and it became his final exhibition of work was these sort of sci-fi characters which I painted on top of models that he was working with and that was super fun like I loved that so living with illustrators which I do and I'm an illustrator myself my friends would be like can you pose for me for this drawing you know and that's like a small scale collaboration but it's it's still a, a fun and collaborative way of working. Yeah. And uh, you, I mean, you also studied at the same university, so you, mm-hmm. you had also collaborative projects. Yeah, so the reason I actually asked is because, like, during my... I studied visual communication, which is obviously a bit different to you guys on illustration, but mm-hmm. we did do some illustrative projects. But um, for, I would say, like, 60% of our projects were in a group. Most of our work was oh, wow. group work. It wasn't solo and individual work. And it's mainly because, as a visual communicator, is what most people wanted to be on that course as graphic designers, you would usually work in a group on, on a project, on like a branding project, like kind of like trying to simulate the studio environment. So like you'd all come up with kind of ideas together and you'd all come up with like four or five designs for an initial concept and then sit down together and discuss them and decide who's to run with and who's not to. I think it's interesting to see the the comparison in the types of courses mm. and like obviously I do feel like illustrators are more of solo workers or I think so anyway in the industry from from what I can tell is that illustrators do have more of like a solo path even in a studio I feel mm-hmm. because they have a specific style. Yeah. 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 It's the same. That's definitely the way the course is structured. It's structured as if like with the assumption that you're going to be working freelance like so we get given a brief and you know several weeks to work on it um but it is you know you producing the images and you can choose to collaborate on that but it's never explicitly asked of us i think the assumption is that we're going to work solo yeah they don't really give you a direct answer it's literally just like here's the brief go nuts see you in a few months (laughs) it's just sort of like how much you organize yourself and then how in which you want to visualize whatever's being asked of you yeah, but of course, like you're in a studio setting. Like, exactly. if you're going into uni every day, you're in a studio when you've got access to all the resources and stuff, and you're sat with other illustrators. So you can have that collaborative thing of like bouncing ideas back and forwards. Yeah, and like George was saying, critiquing each other's work, but it doesn't mean you're necessarily passing an image back and forwards or something. Sure. Yeah. Mm. That is really interesting, and uh, one thing that I was always wondering is. Um, I actually have the answer for this question already, but I'm keen to see what you guys think. Do you think, is it a must to go to university to become a creative professional? Let's say specifically in your case, an illustrator. Do you know anyone that maybe completely skipped that stage and already is successful? Or do you think you would have been just as successful if you skipped university and went straight into freelancing? Or is it something that you feel like is very useful and that shouldn't be skipped? I mean, for me, it's I needed three years of study to get good and to sort of identify where I wanted to work and how I wanted to work. But that could have been three years in my bedroom, you know, with mm-hmm. the internet, with books, 
like the resources exist outside of uni. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like really good online teaching as well, mm-hmm. as you guys know, um, <laughs> which is the sort of thing I've accessed as well. I've done online painting courses and things. And so I feel I could have done the work without being at uni. But for me, the benefits of being at uni of having that like structure of here's a brief, do a project, here's critique, um, being surrounded by people who work differently um, and having that sort of like, this is what I'm here to do. My Because if I was at home, my mm-hmm. focus would be getting a part-time job or getting a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Whereas being at uni, the focus is to learn and to get good. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was perfect and what I needed. Um, but I also love education. Like, I'm going to do mm-hmm. my master's as well. So, like, that helps. <laughs> if, but if you hated school, not that uni is like school, but if you hate that sort of environment, like, I wouldn't say go. And it's definitely not necessary. I don't think. Yeah. No, I echoing what Toby's sort of saying, it's like, I wouldn't say it's impossible for someone to come out as a professional and do really well as being an illustrator, for example, without going to university. But like going to university and having that clear focus where you can spend three years doing what exactly you want you to do. And also the opportunities that university have, like all the connections anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, I think I probably wouldn't have heard of yes, I'm a designer, unless I had been part of the university, for example. Mm. Like, you know, it's having, like, meeting you guys, um, getting involved with competitions, I think having guest lectures come down every week or something like that. It's a really nice opportunity to engage up with people who are already in that field anyway. But then, like, you know, if you've been sat in your room or, like, drawing and stuff, like, yes, there are these, like, lessons and stuff. But then I think it also kind of makes a difference if you're there with the person face-to-face and you can have the discussion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I wouldn't say it's impossible. Yeah, I think uh, whoever wants to get into the industry without going to university has to have a very strict like yeah. structure in how they use their days, like uh, how much time they spend on online courses and then how they try to give themselves assignments or doing all these inktobers and, and just just, yeah. just practicing because that's one thing that is very valuable about university is the structure. Yeah. It's something that you have to follow and it really squeezes out all that uh, things that you, are, you need to learn to become mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's definitely, in, in my experience as well, is very useful. Although I studied something slightly different, I usually say university taught me how to study. Mm. Yeah. So I don't necessarily use what I learned there, but I, it really taught me how to just handle myself and handle my life and how to really approach my work because there's so much you have to pay attention to, so much the coursework and, and manage your time and all that. It, it really teaches you a lot of additional skills Definitely. than yeah. the topics that you are studying. You know, without giving yourself any strict deadlines and stuff, like you don't feel at fault if you miss a deadline because you've been sat in your room. It's like, oh, no one's going to tell me off or anything. No one's going to say no. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like, if you have someone like telling you each and every week, no, this needs to be done, it's sort of like, okay. So it's like, it just seems to be a bit more okay, this is actually something that I need to do rather than I can be at home and be like, oh, it doesn't really matter yeah. because I've still, I've got a full-time job. Exactly. You know, at the any time I haven't spent any money doing this, I can drop it any time I want to. Yeah. It, I don't, it, totally, it totally depends on the individual. But like you say, it, it had sort of like a hierarchy as well as having a balanced lifestyle of like not yeah. just working all the time but yeah. finding some downtime as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think like if you're going to learn through like an online platform 
the most important thing is to give yourself or to treat it like is a similar experience to, to like a, a proper learning like route like maybe like mm. uni and like give yourself like you would a job kind of like a set time a week yeah. to be working on it like say like oh, I'm going to do 10 hours of this a week and I want to have achieved that and if you're like you say the type of person that can make yourself uh, reach a deadline then it's really useful mm. but maybe if you're the type of person who needs someone to be sat in front of you saying like I need this in for today yeah uh, it would be better to mm-hmm. go somewhere there's a tutor because mm. if you have like if you're at home but you've got a full-time job but then at the same time you would put as many hours as you want you don't want to burn yourself out because you'll only do yourself damage that way like mm-hmm. yeah and you also you don't want your best you know the best hours of the day where your mind is the sharpest to be spent stacking shelves instead exactly. of working on your like on some skills that mm. could give you like a real career that you love it's also like it's not just going to university doesn't guarantee you a career at all mm-hmm. like it's not you know one plus one equals two it's not no. me plus uni equals job also you have to put the work in when when after you have graduated um there's that feeling or that sense of like okay i've spent quite a lot of money on this mm. <laughs> and if you weren't it's like you say if you're not guaranteed that job role at the end of it so for some people who aren't in a position where they're able to go to university i think online learning or any other kind of learning kind of um short courses or anything like that is useful to give those oh, people an opportunity who might not be able to spend it's quite even a lot. it's even useful for the people even at university anyway yeah, like for sure, yeah. just getting having almost like having another tutor there anyway mm-hmm. like with this virtual tutor oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. definitely like we were talking about like Proco and stuff like that and also yes I'm a designer you know it's almost like ha- you know having these extra tuition lessons anyway mm-hmm. and like you know you could always learn stuff it's, it's always so beneficial like yeah. you, you're, you're not going to lose anything mm-hmm. like you could yeah. only gain stuff yeah, in the in the past it was only books that you could rely on besides exactly. university. But nowadays it's it's a, a wide variety mm. of materials, resources. Yeah. You have access to even live streams. On on Behance they have these live streams happening daily, yeah. like three, four, and yeah, really li- literally you could spend the whole day just watching yeah. that, and you would learn so much yeah. from mm-hmm. industry professionals. So these are amazing opportunities and uh, I think uh, it's really just about how much effort you put into studying, doesn't matter yeah. where it's coming from. But yeah, you finding your sources, finding uh, always the time to study is the most important thing. So the, the other thing I wanted to talk about is um, obviously since you are just about to graduate, how do you prepare for the professional work uh, like starting working professionally uh, one of the things that I, I would be keen to hear you guys tell me about is whether you would uh, prefer to work as a freelance uh, or full-time and also whether you prefer working remotely or in-house first of all whether freelance or full-time is something that would suit you I think George you mentioned this already you would prefer more team yeah like I think the one thing that I would definitely miss from leaving university is going into every single day and surrounding yourself with creatives mm-hmm. and having that opportunity to bounce off one another and keep learning and developing your practice. And I think also by going to a studio, you'll also get that. And like being part of a company as well, there's almost like a bit of a safety net of like you'll have a salary, whereas like that's a nice 
um, sort of safety net to have you know that each month you will get a certain pay whereas I wouldn't say people can't survive off freelance I think that people definitely can if they find their niche market and they have an audience then they definitely can but it's a risk sometimes and like just depending on how many connections you make as well how much you find your clients anyway to try and get the freelance and the freelance money because there's a tremendous money in freelance work Mm. if you get the right people amazing money and what an enjoyable life if you can pull it off definitely yeah Yeah. having the chance um, to choose eventually you get to the stage where you can choose what projects to work on Um, yeah I I had the chance to work in in uh, full-time designer and agencies I worked also obviously most of my time I actually work freelance each of these has their advantages of course but I think it's for everyone is good to experience a bit of both before they can make their mind up about which one suits them the best so I think no one can really tell this until they tried both Mm. yeah Yeah, I completely agree and also there is like a way of kind of like combining the two as well in terms of like you can have um, freelance projects or projects that you're nurturing even if they're your own personal projects um, on the side of of working full-time in like a job role or a studio because I think with most creatives we always kind of have something that we want to be doing or learning or trying and like freelance projects are a great way to kind of explore topics that you haven't been able to yet even if you're in full-time work Mm. So that's another kind of is it. It's kind of interesting the idea that you can kind of combine the two if you have the time and yeah. the commit again like the commitment to it. I know people, uh, my friends and I do as well. Also, like we've been graduated a couple of years now and we're kind of like getting used to working in the industry and we're all sort of starting to start our own projects or start our own kind of um, freelance on the side. Yeah. And it's it's really rewarding and it's it's really good fun and it's helps fuel your job as well because if you're being creative at home you're kind of coming into work feeling more creative. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice from my experience that's been quite mm-hmm. nice so far about like trying to find your feet in the industry a bit. Once you start feeling more comfortable you might find yourself kind of pushing for, for even mm-hmm. more creativity. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I find the same like that having both is for me ideal like I do a bit of a tiny bit not much freelance at the moment because obviously uni is my main focus and I think for me I really enjoy that aspect of freelance that I can sit for you know 10 hours straight and just like work on an image and not be interrupted whereas I'm like I'm a really sociable person so if I'm in a studio environment I will be stopping every half an hour to chat or you know does anyone want a coffee which is great and I love that but it means that the work is a lot slower yeah um but then I also like I'm a teaching assistant on the side sometimes, um, which is so much fun. And for me, like I can get my like socialness and creativity out doing that, but then also just get the pure creative, like getting the zone thing from being freelance. So for me, it's like a balancing act, I guess, or I assume so. We'll, we'll see when I graduate. (laughs) That's really cool though, that you're already exploring all of those Mm. avenues and already kind of like developing your kind of like creative career and creative path and kind of shaping that it's really good yeah i think i think a good balance is the most important thing to find in life in general with everything. <laughs> yeah and from experience as well i know that when i isolate myself for too long for such a long period of time start to lose momentum start to lose interest and most importantly start to lose the confidence 
So meeting up with people, sharing your work, working on something together is so important. Mm -hmm. So even for those people who are really not social, I think it's very important to get out there, uh, socialize, uh, show their work. No no Mm -hmm. matter how hard it feels, uh, you shouldn't isolate yourself completely. Even if it's online, that's already good. Because I know many people, like many designers or illustrators, would do so many amazing work but never share it because they feel like oh this is still not good enough to show mm-hmm. i think have you guys always been sharing your work from the very very beginning or have you like held back before you started sharing i think i like learned about digital painting through websites like deviantart and stuff in mm-hmm. my in my teens and that's how i got into doing what i do now but i didn't like make an instagram or a twitter or anything until my first year at uni so i've had them for for three years I guess but I was never shy about showing my work like I did mm-hmm. in in school and sixth form we would have gallery shows and stuff and I was always like the first one to be like yeah put my work on the wall <laughs> so it was never like a lack of confidence maybe just a lack of internet access mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know coming from because I've had I've had Instagram like for quite a while now and that's just like where I post online yeah having a full time job of not something that isn't too creative of like being a supermarket and then you find it hard to engage with people who share the same interests as you because there's just not unfortunately just no one there so then I'd come home draw and then post it on Instagram and then you gain some sort of slight feedback and it's quite nice to get that feedback and especially when it's not the same feedback you'd get from your mum go, oh that's nice that's really nice <laughs> it's just like oh it's really cool I'd like something a bit more constructive <laughs> so like sometimes posting it online and like engaging with a community is like the best way for it mm. it's good for finding your niche as well cause definitely and then you're sort of like you might end up talking to the people for years and years and building relationships and friendships and stuff like that. It's just sort of like, I don't know, a bit of a fantasy way of talking about it. But yeah, no, yeah. So that's interesting what you just said, Toby, that finding your niche. So you think like sharing your work on social media helped you to refine the direction that you are taking? Or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was always into drawing the, the sort of stuff that I draw now. Like I, all of my early memories of me drawing fairies and wizards and dragons and stuff and like that's still what I do but I think when I like started sharing online and I even just following people and seeing oh like this is a like this is a job people have this this is you know potentially something I could pursue that was such a like wow or even you know people can get that good like there's something to aspire to Mm -hmm. that for me I think was what the best thing about that stuff is like not necessarily just showing my own work but seeing other people's like it is Mm -hmm. reciprocal Mm-hmm. You need both ends, yeah. But you have to be very careful about like the amount of time you spend on social media, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> Instagram or Pinterest, because mm. the amount of amazing work you will find will will just overwhelm you. Mm. And at, at least I, it happened many times with me that I felt like, oh my god, like why am I doing? Like it's everything's been done already. <laughs> like yeah. nothing else to to do better than all of these amazing artists. Yeah. So you have to be very careful mm. because. I think as as much as social media can help to inspire you and to push you, it can also have a backlash and and, and yeah. really like bring your mood down yeah, and, yeah. and stop you to uh, from doing things. Mm. It's equally mm. as easy, like you say, to look at something and and take from it. You can be like, oh, brilliant! That's what I need to achieve to get to that level. But it can also be, dear God, how will I ever reach that level? <laughs> yeah. I, there's so far for me to go. Yeah. Mm. As long as you are thoughtful about it, I think uh, it's 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 safe. 
yeah to use social media but um, yeah you just have to be keeping that in mind again like i read it somewhere it's the the fear of losing out i think that's what they call the term fear missing out which can be also joy of missing out so mm. there's some people actually say you can look at things <laughs> and then say like i actually didn't want to do that it's great someone else is doing it but i'm doing something else and yeah. Yeah. just just accept the fact that you can't be in so many places at the same time you can't experience yeah, yeah. so many different things but just be happy for that person that they've done that they they are exactly. experiencing that and then just turn it into joy instead of uh, being fearful about it yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and like i think as well as it's easy as a creative to fall down the trap of like just constantly following using your social media and it kind of becomes work as well and you're constantly just following more and more artists and your all your feed is just all art <laughs> and um like you say it can become a bit stressful because you're like oh, i need to be making more i need to go and make things now whereas like if you say um interject that with just other interests that you have it just breaks it up a little bit so if you're interested in say i'm really interested in like coffee so i make a point of trying to follow like 30% other interests yeah. just mm. so it's not too intense when i'm looking at my instagram <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's as a a creative person like if you make it your career as well and then it's like well what do i like to do in my free time or draw so your social media or you know anything just becomes everything is the same like your whole life is about that producing imagery or you know whatever it is that your creativity is um it can be overwhelming and you i think yeah you definitely need to find something else and and just time as well find time for yourself to sit and not yeah. be not be drawing or walk or you know whatever Mm. Yeah yeah you shouldn't be stuck in in like forcing it when when you're not No because it will only come organically and that's uh-huh. the best way when it does happen yeah. like if you try and force something then the heart of whatever you're trying to draw whatever you're trying to create almost yeah it may look really nice but then like you'll only hurt yourself mm. like you'll only be like absolutely shattered or like you know you don't want to do yourself any damage and like the whole point of illustration is and if you want to do it, enjoy it like mm. don't it's not like a mandatory thing like mm. if you if it's a passion that you have treat it as a passion as a creative outlet but then have that balance of doing other things as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there is a book I, i'm reading right now it's a really a really amazing um, writer austin cleon i don't know if you heard his name i actually have these books here and um, this new one was it's called keep going okay. so this is about what are the, the different ways and methods of helping yourself uh producing creative work so it's mainly uh, written for creatives but from all different areas so he's talking to copywriters uh, authors and designers illustrators and one of the things he's saying is that very important is that yeah like have have freedom so don't force yourself into structure too much but then without having some kind of structure it is very hard to put yourself to the work so he's saying either have a place where you feel safe to do work and where you are feel you feel comfortable mm. it could be a corner it could be uh, the kitchen table at night when no one's around it can be anywhere as a matter of it can be a park or in a botanical garden wherever uh, or it can also be just the time of the day where you know that that is the time dedicated to do that craft mm. that that you want to improve 
And in an ideal situation, you have both. So you have both the time and the place to do it. But either one of these is already good to start with. So I don't know, in your experience, is there like a, a, more like a time of the day that you are usually more creative? Or is there a place where you feel you are more creative or it's completely random? For me, it's consistently from like seven o'clock at night to five in the morning. <laughs> but that's the best then, time for me to work, which is, you know, another reason why I'd probably be suited to freelance rather than mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in studio because the studios aren't going to be open then. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't know what it is, but yeah, the evenings tend to be the most productive time for me. Like, oh, not not like a person who sits in bed till like midday. Like, that'd be a lovely time. But like, mm. I do because I get up right really early. But like, you know, you're still trying to wake up or like, especially in the evenings and stuff when I'm either at my with my housemates or something like that, and we're all doing something similar. And it's like, oh, I'll join in. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, yeah, that sort of time, really. Like, and but then location-wise, yeah, I think it's completely random mm-hmm. for me. Like, yeah, it changes. Sometimes it happens at uni. Sometimes it just happens at home. It just totally depends on. But I guess uh, the the place where you do your work um, most recently has has been made so much easier, especially like you work on your iPad. Oh yeah, procreate. You you work on your laptop, I yeah, guess. Yeah, laptop with a Wacom tablet. Yeah. yeah, but even that is so mobile compared yeah. to like how it used to be. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you were doing digital art, it would have been much more difficult to move Big around. Set up on a desk. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I always admired. Uh, I love like landscape paintings, and I always admired plein air artists who had their little kit. <laughs> went out in the in the just anywhere in the forest and then they they painted there on the spot which is i think is such an inspiring way to work but yeah nowadays with an ipad or even a laptop it's so easy to go anywhere and literally yeah. even travel around the world and, and produce yeah, art on just split way. screen something and then you could be you've got a grand canyon there you've got the abs and it's all there yes, <laughs> so exactly. all the you don't even have you to, don't even have to be there you need to spend any money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but like definitely though when you're out I find when I'm out and about like that's when I'll come up with good ideas and maybe I usually won't have my laptop with me but I'll always have a sketchbook mm-hmm. and so yeah being able to when you're exploring the world just jot down ideas or, or draw something quickly and then take it back to like you were talking about that safe place and that time so I can spend my day thinking about what images I'm going to make and you know sketching whatever idea I might have and then it gets to the evening and I'm like okay now I'm going to actually do a piece like make an image make a finished illustration and it is yeah it's about i think you have to be open to ideas coming in whenever but yeah it's anywhere and everywhere yeah. <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed our very first podcast if you want to get more involved in what we do there are a few places you can find us online including our blog course platform youtube instagram twitter facebook and pinterest You can find all the links in the descriptions to our platforms and everything else related to the things we talked about in this show. If you want to start learning from us, we recommend to join our pro membership, which will give you access to all of our courses and a lot of premium features like getting personalized reviews on your submitted designs. We are planning to release a new podcast every month, so keep an eye out for the next episode coming soon. Thank you so much for listening.